This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB Think Radio, this is Money Talks. I'm Kevin Farrell, along with Dr. Nancy Lotter-Janderson, president of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. Nancy and Ryder are both chartered financial analysts, and Ryder also holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. The recent change in our economy has had an adverse impact on many Mississippians who may now need to rely on food banks to feed their families. Our guest, Dr. Charles Beatty from Mississippi Food Network, will discuss how Feed America distributes food to those in need and how contributions are received and used. We're also ready to take your personal finance questions. So good morning, Nancy and Ryder. Hope that you're doing well this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, What about some financial news in the news? Well, Kevin, we got some good news on the employment front. And the first Friday of every new month, we get employment data. And we've had several months of really bad news. But last Friday, instead of losing jobs, we found that we added two and a half million jobs as the country began opening up. And that caused our unemployment rate to drop to 13.3%. Excellent news. Caution here, it's still 13.3%. There's still a lot of people unemployed. Our continuing claims are over 19 million. So this was welcome news, but certainly we have a long way to go. And so, uh, Nancy, can we assume that many of those are people that have gone back to the job they had before the coronavirus hit? Probably. We don't know for sure, but we do know a lot of people were furloughed, excuse me, furloughed, and so they were expecting to go back to those employers anyway. Uh, Ryder, what do you have for us? Yeah, so I just kind of wanted to add to that because a lot of people have been wondering, like, oh, my gosh, two, you know, two and a half million jobs. That's a huge amount to add in any month. And, you know, uh, like Nancy pointed out, there's a lot of factors there. And one of them being um, the PPP money, uh, all those loans we gave uh, businesses uh, to to put people back on the payroll. So some of that is that money is getting back to work, because if you think about it, we really only started opening up towards um A lot of the larger opening ups kind of started towards the end of last month. Um, But, you know, it is very welcome news regardless. And the stock market responded pretty favorably to that. Um, It had been creeping up for the past couple of weeks, anticipating as states started talking about opening up, you know, kind of making announcements a week or two ahead of time. The stock market started creeping up, anticipating uh, opening and anticipating increased economic activity. And with the jobs numbers, I think what that did for the market is kind of confirmed that a lot of that was actually happening and confirmed that a lot of the uh, economic activity was coming back. Um, You know, not necessarily saying, oh, it's back normal, we're good to go now, Um, but the stock market did uh, respond very favorably and um, is almost, I'm not quite sure, um, basically back up to to recover uh, to where it was at the beginning of the year. Not necessarily hitting the um, highs that it was in in February, but recovered quite a lot. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Uh, it looks like we have a caller on the line, so why don't we say good morning to Sam Fantastic. in Benton. Go ahead, Sam. You're on the air with us. Hi. Good morning, y'all. Um, I would just like to mention the fact that the la- if you read the Labor Department's um, report on the job numbers, the unemployment rate is actually floating around 16%. At the bottom of the sheet, 
you'll say you'll see a footnote from the Labor Department where it says um, an additional three percent unemployment is to be added from coronavirus. What do y'all think about that? Well, that has been the case um, since March. They have been, I mean, this is just the way they report information. And because we've had this other layer of people that aren't typically counted, that's why they had that footnote. Um, And that's part of my caution in all of this, because we're not sure when everything settles out, how many of those people who are unemployed are going to go back to work. Um, Some of those, that layer that has not been included um, are people we would call the the gig economy, people who are self-employed, contract workers, and suddenly they are now part of the unemployment system based on the CARES Act, and they were not allowed to file before. So that's the difference that's going on. Um, But in all, it still is good news that we have jobs added, and investors pay more attention to the jobs numbers that are added or lost versus the actual unemployment rate that is calculated. So I would say it's a positive number, but a lot of caution going forward. And, and I do think, um, Sam, uh, you raise a good point. You know, things like the jobs number and, you know, all these calculations where we come up and we say we are at 13.3, you know, zero percent unemployment. You know, or we have added 2.543 million jobs this month. Um, we always, you know, all of these releases come out with very precise sounding numbers, um, but they're always measuring something that is, you know, they're trying to put a lot of precision on something that's not necessarily super precise. And, and I mean, people talk about unemployment numbers and employment numbers all the time in that, you know, uh, okay, if a person is underemployed, how do they get counted? Um, if a person only works 30 hours a week versus 35 hours a week, how do they get counted? Um, if a person is working a job, but they don't like it and they want to move to a different job, how do they get counted? If, if a person is in between jobs, but will you know has already accepted an offer or is looking forward to being employed in you know a month's time or two months time how do they get counted so there's always kind of weird things uh going on in there and and kudos to you for reading the bls report um it is an absolute trove of information i mean it's fantastic for anybody who wants to dig into what's going on in the economy the way they break things out um but you just always have to remember that they are coming up. They have to, at some point, be able to say, well, yes or no, this person does get counted in this group or this person does not, even though this, there will always be edge cases that just they just don't feel right. So, um, so yeah, having, having foot in, you know, reading those footnotes, um, seeing what their margins of error are, uh, seeing how exactly they're counting folks, always important, and I, I think that's a great point, Sam. Yeah, well, and you can find that show. report. Uh, you can find that report at bls.gov. That's the Bureau of Labor and Statistics. Um, and I will say there were other positives in that report. The participation rate went up, so that means more people are joining the labor force. We also saw a strange number, which is the hourly rate went down, which means a lot of our lower-end workers were going back to work. And that's where we had seen so many job losses. 
All right, Sam, we appreciate your call. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. The Mississippi Food Network began in 1983 as a warehouse facility that would accommodate, store, and distribute food for charities who would then make the final distributions to needy people in their community. MFN is a member of Feeding America, the nation's largest domestic hunger relief organization. We'd like to welcome our guest, Dr. Charles Beatty, the executive director of MFN. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Beatty. Well, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Tell us, if you would, how you came to be involved with uh, Mississippi Food Network. <laughs> well, actually, uh, when I came to Mississippi uh, many years ago uh, to accept the presidency of the Pineywood School, uh, one of the things that impressed me was the fact that all students were required to work. And one of the work sites, interestingly, was the Mississippi Food Network. Uh, fast forward, uh, I ended up uh, leaving Piney Woods after 20 years of, of service and ended up in the, um, in the U.S. Virgin Islands working for a friend of mine at the uh, Virgin Island University Center for Excellence in Developmental Disabilities. While I was down there, uh, thinking about uh, possibly retiring there, a friend of mine called from um, Mississippi and said, Chuck, there's a, a position that you need to apply for back here in, in Jackson. My wife and I are prayer warriors, and we prayed uh, for the one with the job with my name on it. And sure enough, I ended up on Beatty Street. When I heard Mississippi Food Network was located on Beatty Street, I told <laughs> Helen to start packing. It's time to go home. So I've been here for uh, almost six years now. Uh, if you would let me uh, a personal aside, um, I uh, one of the first stories that I ever did when I was a reporter back in my days at Public Radio in Mississippi back in the mid '80s, what it was called, uh, was about the Pontywood School because I remember driving up and down Highway 49. There was a sign that said, "You know, stop by and share a cool drink of water with us." And Dr. Beatty, your name sounded familiar. Now that you reminded me, I think that I interviewed you for that story that I did lo these many years ago about the Pontywood School. You did, and I remember you very well. <laughs> okay. Uh, we need to take our first break uh, before we jump into things. What questions do you have about contributing or receiving food from a food bank? We'll continue our discussion after this break. Our guest is Dr. Charles Beatty from Mississippi Food Network. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center and host of Southern Remedies Relatively Speaking. Join us as we explore issues that relate to you and your family, from mental health obstacles and family interactions to handling life disruptions. Whatever the issue, let's try to figure it out together. You can listen live Tuesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. The information presented on Money Talks is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult a financial advisor or any other qualified professional for guidance about your personal finance questions.
You're listening to Money Talks. Our website, moneytalks.mpbonline.org, is one way to hear past Money Talks broadcasts. You can also download the MPB Public Media app and listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lottridge-Anderson, President of New Perspectives and Ryder Taft Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. In just a minute, we'll resume our conversation with our guest, Dr. Charles Beatty from Mississippi Food Network, the Central Mississippi Representative for Feed America. But first, uh, Ryder, you have an email that you want to answer. Yes. So, and, and this is something we've uh, had some questions on before, so hopefully I can answer with a little more clarity this time. Um, someone says that, uh, first, they say they enjoy our show and have been listening to Money Talks a lot. So, way to go, guys. Um, unfortunately, uh, our our ask, uh, they say uh, their, their mother passed away on May 1st. Um, you know, he, he was receiving her mail because she was no, no longer able to read or manage her money. Uh, he received the CARES Act payment uh, in the form of the electronic card. He has two questions. She is deceased but was not deceased when the CARES Act was passed into law. Can he spend it or does he need to return to return it to the Treasury? And, um, you know, it seems it, you, you would think that uh, – you know, the CARES Act said, we're going to send you $1,200. And you would think at that point, that $1,200 is yours. But the IRS guidance, the IRS uh, in there, it's in their kind of very extensive, frequently asked question. They do say very specifically, a payment made to someone who died before receipt of the payment should be, uh, the payment should be returned. Um, so that's not, that's not, you know, not, giving a date of, of when the bill was passed. If you, if someone has died before they got the money. Um, and I think, you know, I would be generous and count the, the, the postmark on the, on the envelope there. Uh, but it sounds like this was significantly after she died, uh, that payment should be returned. Um, and as far as how to return it, uh, there are different instructions for if it was a paper check, uh, versus the debit card, Card or an electronic payment. And the IRS, uh, it's going to be a little difficult, uh, but the IRS does have information on that. Um, it, again, it's in the Economic Impact Payment Information Center, um, which is you know, on the IRS website. Uh, again, you know, trusting the irs.gov website for the correct information there. Um, but basically, yes, it does need to be returned. All right. And a reminder, if you ever have an email question that you would like answered, it's money at mpbonline.org. Our guest today, Dr. Charles Beatty, Executive Director of Mississippi Food Network. Uh, Dr. Beatty, what about contributions? Where do your contributions come from? Well, we're, we've been blessed. Uh, the people of the state of Mississippi have been very generous in terms of uh, providing contributions to help us do the work that um, that we do. We're uh, fortunate to be a part of the Feeding America network of food banks uh, nationally, and we're able to get contributions from donors to uh, Feeding America, and they, in turn, feed those donations on through to us. But primarily, they come from uh, the, the dimes and dollars that uh, folks around the state of Mississippi uh, send to us, and we're grateful for that. 
Uh, do you get any uh, contributions from uh, from corporate America, companies and businesses? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I could just uh, name a whole host of them: uh, Kroger, Sam's, Walmart, uh, uh, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, uh, St- uh, State Farm, uh, just to name a, a couple of. Uh, businesses and, and, and grocery chains that provide uh, the, the, the finances that we need to keep things moving forward here. Uh, and what about uh, actual contributions of, of say, uh, food or household items? Do you receive those as well? Oh, absolutely. Uh, this coronavirus situation has everything turned up uh, upside down, but we have a uh, program we call Food for Families where uh, competing high schools in the area will uh, bring uh, cans of food to the football games. Uh, that program started over 20-some years ago, and we collected over 4 million cans. We have uh, cans of food. We have individuals in the community. Uh, Dr. Gary Keeler, I remember last year, uh, collected cans of food at a uh, Jackson State uh, football game. One of our um, uh, board members, uh, Tricia Richardson, co-hosted a, um, a food drive at her church. Uh, the best way to contribute uh, food at this time is to go to our website, uh, www.msfoodnet.org, and you can contribute virtually. You can contribute food virtually. Uh, you look on the website and you'll see see uh, what it costs to provide a can of uh, tuna, uh, a can of beans, um, uh, uh, produce, and then you can contribute that amount of money, and we will purchase that food in your, in your name. Uh, it looks like we have a caller on the line with a question for you, Dr. Beatty, so we'll say good morning to Ardell calling in from Flowood. Go ahead, Ardell. You're on the air with us. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. So um, I'm curious to know the best way to go about getting information on volunteering to help with the uh, Mississippi Food Network. Oh, I can answer that one. We, we, under normal circumstances, we have a volunteer program every second Saturday of the month from 9 until 12. A virtual uh, bouquet of folks will come out and help us pack up the food that we need to send out to the people ar- ar- around the state. But because of the coronavirus situation, we haven't been able to accept uh, uh, volunteers. Um, so the best way to help us right now is probably through financial contributions. Okay. All right. Okay. Go ahead, Ardell. Thank you for that call. And again, Dr. Beatty, the uh, the website is mfnet.org. Is that right? www.msfoodnet.org. org. Okay. And we'll try to repeat that a couple of times during the hour so folks can uh, jot that down if, if need be. Uh, what does your uh, storage facility look like? How do you go about, you know, uh, distributing uh, uh, the food that, that you purchase to, to help out uh, Mississippians? Well, first off, we're, we're the only... Feeding America affiliated food bank physically located in the state of Mississippi. Again, we're located on on Beatty Street near uh, near Gallatin. On the south side of Beatty Street, we have a 20,000 square foot uh, facility. On the north side, just across the street, we have 60,000 square feet. Right now, we got about um, a million and a half pounds of food sitting on the floor, on the warehouse floor. In 30 days, that million and a half pounds of food 
will be gone and replaced by another million and a half pounds of, uh, of food. Um, so, if uh, folks participate in, in a food drive and are donating uh, actual food, what what sorts of uh, food products are the best help you the most? Um, we're, we're always interested and in, in need of uh, canned meats, uh, canned fish, uh, shelf stable uh, products. That's the best. The the, the 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 product that we're looking for most in terms of donation, uh, the most prized would be the canned meats. All right. Um, let's uh, uh, transition our discussion to just a little bit. We've talked about, you know, some of the how you acquire uh, your resources. And now let's uh, switch and talk a little bit about how they're distributed. Uh, do individuals who are in need need to sign up uh, with a charity in order to receive assistance? Or how does that then get to be distributed to those in need? Absolutely. We, we are the Mississippi Food Network. We dis- Last year, we distributed almost 30 million pounds of food throughout the state of Mississippi uh, through the 430 agencies that are a member of our network. We're talking primarily uh, churches, uh, soup kitchens, um, uh, stew pots, Salvation Army. They are a part of our, our network. In order for an individual to receive the federal foods that we distribute, they have to uh, qualify, and there's uh, paperwork that the agencies uh, have to uh, 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 fill out in order for an an individual to qualify for the federal foods. For the non-federal foods, the the organization, the pantry, has the discretion of uh, allowing folks to pick up that food as uh, they report a need. And uh, do your partners let you know, like, say, the Salvation Army would say, we need, you know, uh, some tuna fish or cans of tuna fish? Do they sort of let you know what their needs are so that you can better guide your resources to where they make the most good? Well, we have a process whereby uh, our agencies can order online, and I or, I use the word order in parentheses. We we can't sell anything here. Uh, they're able to order the products that are available. Uh, through uh, the foods that we purchase and the foods that come to us from the federal government and the foods that are donated. So they're able to order the foods that are available at any given time. This is Money Talks, and we're talking about how Americans can help and be helped addressing hunger. Nancy and Ryder are here ready to take some personal finance questions. We'll continue our discussion about getting access to food banks or contributing to them with Dr. Charles Beatty from Mississippi Food Network in just a bit. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. I'm Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law, host of In Legal Terms. If you're enjoying this podcast, I encourage you to listen to In Legal Terms, the show about you and your rights. We find interesting legal topics to bring to you and let you know how the law affects you. Find In Legal Terms on any podcasting platform on your smart device or on our website, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org.
Money Talks is MPB Think Radio's personal financial program. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Nancy and Ryder are both chartered financial analysts, and Ryder also holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. Our guest this hour, Dr. Charles Beatty from the Mississippi Food Network, the Central Mississippi Representative for Feed America. So, Dr. Beatty, you talked about how the pandemic has affected the uh, the uh, getting the contributions and things. What about uh, distribution of food to your partners? Has, has the pandemic uh, changed those uh, procedures a little bit? Um, yes and no. Uh, we're, we're normally able to um, rely on um, prison laborers to help us uh, pack up and distribute the, the food that we uh, get out to the folks who need it throughout the state of Mississippi. Uh, the pandemic has uh, put us in a situation where we're no longer able to rely on them. We're paying about $5,000 a week for temporary laborers to help uh, pack up the, the, the 12,000 boxes of food, for instance, that we send out to senior citizens uh, every month. Last year, we distributed nearly uh, 30 million pounds of food. Uh, this year, we're on. Uh, 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 we're, we're looking at the possibility of distributing five to seven million more pounds of food this year than we did last year. So we're kind of stretched out like a small piece of butter on a on a big piece of bread right now. But our folks are leaning into it and making it happen. Uh, have you seen an increase in contributions uh, from folks and from and from companies? Oh, absolutely, and we're just uh, grateful for it. Uh, we've gotten a whole lot of help from Feeding America. I recently got uh, a, a several calls from some of our major donors wanting to know what was it, or what is it that they can do to help. And as I've uh, indicated, uh, the, the best thing that could possibly happen to us right now, given this, this pandemic uh, situation, and we love to have volunteers come out, but uh, financial contributions are what we need in order to keep keep um, our trucks on the road, uh, uh, paying for the extra help that we need to pack up and, and distribute food. So our donors are stepping up, and, and we're grateful for it. Uh, so recently in the news, there's been stories of milk being disposed of because schools weren't purchasing it or other food going to waste since restaurants were closed for so long. Is there a silver lining in that, in that uh, MFN was able to receive any of that of food that might have gone to waste otherwise? Well, we, we, we're, we're the recipients of um, a, a, a couple of uh, federal programs. Uh, one, one federal program that's helping to make sure that that food doesn't uh, go to waste is the federal food box program. Uh, uh, bids have been let to food distributors in the state of Mississippi. A couple of uh, distributors won the contract, and they're responsible. We're responsible for helping facilitate the distribution of uh, about uh, 55,000 boxes of food per week over the next six to, um, to eight weeks. And that food is coming to those distributors directly from, uh, from farmers. That's one way that um, uh, 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 we've been able to and they've been able to keep food from going to waste. Uh, Nancy and Ryder, you've been listening to our conversation. Do you have any questions for Dr. Beatty? 
you. Um, Dr. Beatty, are you seeing a significant uptick in people needing your services? Oh, absolutely. Uh, we're looking at, and I think you mentioned earlier, uh, uh, unemployment numbers that haven't been seen since the, uh, the Great Depression. I um, read a story in the Clarion Ledger on Sunday about a family of seven, a mother, father, and uh, five kids who had to live in a tent for a month because of uh, uh, pandemic-related uh, re- uh, issues. Uh, people who uh, had jobs who no longer have jobs. We have businesses that have closed uh, either temporarily or permanently, and all of these people are, are, are now in, are more in need of uh, help with food than they ever have been. So the demand is up for what we do. I guess I'd just like to make more of a comment. It's really fantastic um, that we uh, are talking about this today. You know, something we often talk about is, you know, how people prepare financially for emergencies. And, you know, what you don't think about is all of the different uh, ways emergencies can show up in your life. You know, it can show up as, uh, you know, an economic you know, collapse. It can show up as a as a as a public health issue. It can show up as an as a natural disaster. There's just all sorts of things, you know, which is why, you know, even folks who, you know, they they feel they have a stable job, they feel they have a steady paycheck, they're they're comfortable in their home, they you know have they have room in their budget. They don't think an emergency can happen to them. But, you know, like you said, um they're happening, and, and it can happen to anybody. So this is a, a good illustration of that. You know, there was a news report of uh, the MFN receiving a bunch of eggs during National Egg Month. Uh, that seems rather creative. Do you get sometimes donations during these types of observances, maybe National Pizza Month or that sort of thing? Oh, absolutely. Um, we, we certainly are grateful for the opportunity to participate in uh, Giving Tuesday, uh, Red Nose Day, where uh, the U.S. and uh, uh, Great Britain uh, have fundraising campaigns to, to fight child poverty, and, and we're the recipients of that. A couple of weeks ago, um, we helped facilitate the gift of uh, thousands of, of, of eggs from Calmaine and the Mississippi uh, Secretary of Agriculture, Andy Gibson, to Extra Table. Extra Table, which um, is uh, also about the business of trying to eliminate hunger and, and, and food distribution in the, in the state of Mississippi, is a, a partner of ours. Uh, they provide uh, food to some of our agencies, so it was a win-win situation. Those eggs got donated to Extra Table. We had the facility to store and help distribute those eggs, so we're very grateful for that uh, that opportunity. Just a couple of examples how um, partnering with folks and, and, and participating in, in uh, giving programs has been very helpful to us. We're visiting on Money Talks with Dr. Charles Beatty from the Mississippi Food Network. Uh, and just a reminder that if you want to know more about the work of the Food Network or if you'd like to make a contribution, their website is mffoodnet.org. Uh, so, Dr. Beatty, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Liz corrected me. It's msfoodnetwork.org. My problem, my uh, my bad. So it's ms as in MississippiFoodNetwork.org. So let me say that one more time. because. 
All right. Hang on. I'm having a little trouble here. Let me try it one more time. And Dr. Beatty, correct me if I'm wrong here. It's msfoodnet.org. You got it. All right. Sorry about that. Uh, strike three and four on that one. Um, you talked about, or have you been hearing anything from your partners uh, about th- the challenges that they're having during uh, the pandemic to, uh, in distributing food? Are they able to kind of uh, um, adapt to social distancing and those sorts of things? Oh, absolutely. Um, folks, uh, again, just uh, leaning into it and, and making it happen. Right now, I mentioned earlier, we have 430 agencies, uh, members of our network, about 85, 80, about 90 percent of them are still up and running right now. Some have had to uh, cease distribution because of this uh, this pandemic, but uh, we're just grateful for those who continue to put their uh, health on the line to continue to come to Mississippi Food Network to pick up the food to take back to their respective communities to distribute it to those who need it. And and we're certainly grateful to our employees since uh, we've been uh, designated as an essential agency. Our people are coming to work every day, not complaining, putting their uh, 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 health risk at uh, uh, risking their health to to help make sure we get this uh, the food out. So we're just grateful for the people who continue to show up to help us do what we do. And are there ways that you get back uh, feedback from your partners and uh, knowing w- where the food is going and that it's being uh, distributed? Uh, we, we get uh, stories all the time, people who are just eternally grateful for the fact that the food bank exists. And were it not for the food that we're distributing, they don't know how they might get there or would have gotten their, uh, their next meal. So we just have story after story of gratitude for the uh, work that we're doing and, and certainly for the work that the agencies that are a part of our network are doing. Uh, the governor has deemed this part of the pandemic safe, the safe return period. Uh, do you have some suggestions and ways that maybe when folks are getting out in their neighborhoods that they could find out if, if their neighbors had enough food? And, and what, what would you suggest that someone do if they see someone uh, that they know that's uh, food insecure? Well, the, the, the best thing I would be able to suggest that at this time is, uh, is just call your neighbors, call on them, uh, see what, uh, what kind of shape they're in, what kind of needs they have. And if anybody is in need of food, they can certainly call, not come to, but call Mississippi Food Network, and we can uh, make available to them or let them know what food pantries exist in their uh, in their communities or close to them so that they can go to those food pantries to uh, hopefully get uh, the food help that they need. Uh, and here's an email that we received, and it says, May I suggest that for our neighbors who have limited means or have limited access to the grocery store or to a farmer's market, whether because of age, disability, or lack of transportation, that we add some additional fresh produce to our shopping list for those neighbors. Fresh fruit, fresh greens, anything that might not be easy for them to get themselves between visits to the grocery store or a food bank. And that gift to our neighbors might take a little pressure off the Food Network and the agencies it supports. The email goes on to say, Thanks, Dr. Beaver 
for the work your organization does to feed needy and hungry Mississippians, there's a check in the mail. So we appreciate Jane uh, emailing that in. Um, and I mean, I, I guess that uh, she makes a good point is that if we we can help you you out in the work that you do, but also more maybe more locally, uh, you can help out your neighbors. And, and as she mentioned, take a little pressure off of what what you folks do. Right. There, there are a number of uh, organizations in the area other than us, but us uh, distributing food. But again, we're the only uh, food bank uh, physically, Feeding America affiliated food bank physically located in the state. And, and I would add that every night in the state of Mississippi, some 600,000 people will go to bed either hungry or not knowing how or when they will receive their next meal. That includes some uh, 220,000 uh, children and over 100 thousand senior citizens so we can use all the help that we can get when i first came to uh, uh, mississippi food network feeding america said that we needed to try to provide at least 90 pounds of food to every person in need when you multiply 90 pounds times uh, uh, 600,000, you're talking about 54 million pounds of food uh, that, that's uh, pretty much needed throughout the state if we're only distributing uh, 30 million pounds, and the need is 54 million pounds, you can do the math on that. Uh, this is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. We're discussing food banks and taking your questions about contributing and receiving distributions. We'll continue talking about the Mississippi Food Network after a quick break. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. We're pleased that you found our show Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotrich-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, and Reiner Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. We're visiting today with Dr. Charles Beatty from the Mississippi Food Network, the Central Mississippi representative for Feed America. And if you'd like to know more about the work that the Mississippi Food Network does or to make a contribution, you can go to their website. It's msfoodnet.org. So, Dr. Beatty, historically, what has the food need in Mississippi been like? Per capita, do you think that Mississippi Food Network handles more or less food compared to other Feeding America partners? Well, we were recent, based on the number, the amount of food that we've been distributing lately. When I first came to Mississippi Food Network, we were distributing about 18 million pounds. Uh, again, last year we distributed nearly uh, 30 million pounds. Uh, that 30 million put us in the category of a large food bank. Uh, I kind of hesitate to call us large because there are food banks that are distributing uh, 90, 100 million pounds of food. Uh, per Per year, but we're the we're the smallest of the, of the large food banks. What are some of the uh, partners the, from state government that you work with? 
Uh, well, we, we have a contract through the uh, Mississippi Department of, of Human Services to distribute food that comes uh, to us uh, uh, and paid for by them, uh, Mississippi Department of Human Services, uh, from the uh, U.S. Department of, uh, of Agriculture. Um, we certainly um, uh, are partnering with uh, Mississippi Emergency Management, um, uh, MEMA, uh, in terms of uh, we're not a first responder and we're not a um, uh, we're, we're not a first responder and and we're not we don't provide uh, help in the sense of a uh, uh, blue cross uh, red cross uh, uh, we are here for the purpose our primary purpose is to eliminate hunger in our service area so we're providing food to those agencies that will distribute the food to the folks who need it. Um, when you receive monetary donations and then purchase the food, where do you purchase the food from? And do you ever get, like, discounts for, for bulk purchases? Oh, absolutely. Again, as a member of the uh, Feeding America network of, of food banks, we're able to purchase food by the uh, truckload, and we're able to get uh, uh, discounts based on our affiliation with, uh, with Feeding America. And we're, again, certainly grateful for the uh, food that's donated to us uh, from um, uh, uh, food distributors like Kroger and Sam's and Walmart and, and Target and now Costco having recently moved into the area. Every year they distribute millions of, uh, they contribute millions of pounds of food to us so that we can distribute it to the folks who need it. So we've been talking about the Mississippi Food Network and mentioned several times that you're part of Feed America. If you would, maybe give us an idea of that, the, the broader picture about Feed America and the work that it does not here in Mississippi, but also all across the country. Well, Feeding America is the largest organization of its kind in the United States with a mission of eliminating hunger. Every night in the, in the United States of America, the greatest country on earth, some 44 million people will go to bed either hungry or not knowing uh, how or when they're going to get their next meal. And that's certainly reflective of, uh, of the situation here in, in Mississippi. As I mentioned earlier, uh, nearly 24 percent of, uh, of our population will fall into that category including the most vulnerable among us, uh, some uh, uh, 220,000 children and over 100,000 uh, senior citizens. Mississippi is, statistically speaking, the hungriest state in the nation. There are more states that have more hungry people, but there are no states that have a higher percentage of uh, people who are hungry than the state of Mississippi. Any, any thoughts on how the work that you do is sort of one end, but maybe how Mississippi could go about eliminating the food deserts and, and making sure that there are less food insecure residents in the state? Well, we're doing as much as we possibly can. I, I mentioned earlier that um, uh, we're distributing, um, this year we expect to distribute well over 30 million pounds of food, and the need uh, for food in the state of Mississippi well exceeds that, uh, that number. I, I mentioned earlier, um, Feeding America suggests we need to provide some uh, 90 pounds of food for every person in need, and when you multiply that out, 
out, you're talking about 54 million pounds of food. You got places like Extra Table, uh, Gleaners, and and other organizations in the state that are helping to meet that uh, that need. But uh, the, uh, with the uh, pandemic, uh, the unemployment numbers that we're seeing, and more people in need, losing jobs, the the need is even greater. So we can use all the help that we can get. And the best way to do that one more time is to provide a, a, a financial contribution to Mississippi Food Network. And the folks can do that by going to our uh, website, www.msfoodnet.org, or certainly write a check and send a contribution to us at uh, Mississippi Food Network, P.O. Box 411, Jackson, Mississippi. Got a couple of minutes left. Nancy, did you have something that you wanted to say? Well, I would say, Dr. Beattie, as uh, much as you're seeing demand up, my concern is when we hit the latter part of the year, it's going to be greater. So far, we've had so much support through stimulus packages, and uh, Ryder alluded earlier to this that the Paycheck Protection Program has a definite window that will disappear. Um, those one-time stimulus payments, well, we're not sure we're going to get any more of those. The expanded unemployment benefits will end the end of July. So my concern is that as we hit the end of the summer, we're really going to start to feel the economic pain of all of this. And I think that really underscores the need, to, if you are able to, to and, and are concerned about this, to uh, make a contribution. And again, it's msfoodnet.org. About a minute to go. Uh, Ryder touched on it briefly, but Nancy, how has the stock market fared uh, in the pandemic? Are we seeing uh, maybe some of the uh, losses uh, recovered that we'd seen earlier in the year? Well, we've gained back what we'd lost, and uh, that's been the surprise in all of this, um, that the stock market is not really behaving like the economy is right now. And the stock market always is forward-looking, and so investors were looking at, as we open up, as people go back to work, as we start to spend more, that will boost the economy. But like I say, uh, the reality of all of this is going to hit once all of the federal support disappears. All right. Uh, just a reminder, if you ever have a question uh, that you'd like answered with uh, Nancy and Ryder, if you need their assistance or their expertise, you can always send an email to the show, even when we're not on the air. It's money at mpbonline.org. And let me mention uh, the website one more time for the Food Network. It's msfoodnet.org. So that is going to wrap us up for today. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by generous financial support from you, our listeners. To hear today's show or previous show, you can find it at moneytalks.mpbonline.org or listen to the podcast. Just search for Money Talks on your favorite podcasting app. Our show is produced by Liz Gill. So for Dr. Nancy Lotter-Janderson, Ryder Taft, and our guest, Dr. Charles Beatty, I'm Kevin Farrell, asking you to join us every Tuesday at 9 for Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.